This show is for every woman who has accepted pain and discomfort as inherent to being a woman, or who has denied any part of themselves to make it or feel accepted. Women of reproductive age have been left out of a lot of research because our bodies and our hormones are considered too complicated. What is worse is this idea trickles down to education, leaving most women with very little information about how their bodies work. Not only are we not taught how our bodies work, but once you start asking questions, it is surprisingly difficult to find answers. I believe that every woman deserves to know how her body works, to recognize when symptoms arise, and to feel confident in her inner voice. Because the pain, the mood swings, and the hormones are not your problem. They're your body's messengers. I am here to confront and change narratives around being a woman, being hormonal, and yes, PMSing. I'm your host, Brianna Villegas, and welcome to My Hormone Rants. I went live on Instagram last week to introduce my Cycle Syncing 101 mini course, and this episode is going to be the biggest takeaways for anyone who is thinking about implementing Cycle Syncing, and especially if you're considering joining my course. But let's get into it. Welcome, welcome. Today I'm going to answer some kind of bigger questions around the release of my Cycle Syncing 101 mini course. So today's question is, is Cycle Syncing for me? Um, But before we answer that, I want to backtrack a little bit and make sure that we're clear on what the difference is between cycle tracking and cycle syncing. So cycle tracking help you measure the length of your cycle, the frequency of your cycle, so how often are they coming? Um, how often are you ovulating? And also the length of each phase, because there's a range of normal with each phase. So follicular can be seven to 10 days, luteal can be 10 to 14 days. And it's really about understanding how long your phases are, what's baseline and normal for you. And does that fit within the broader range of normal, which can give you insights into your health, into your fertility, into your hormone balances. So that's super beneficial and something that is definitely tied to cycle syncing, but it is separate. Cycle syncing is going beyond that and understanding how these shifts in estrogen, progesterone, and cortisol that happen across your 28-ish day cycle influence your physical energy, your mental energy, your appetite, your focus, the things that feel really big and important to you. And it's taking that knowledge and then saying, how can I actually plan out my meals, my movement, my work tasks, the way that I show up in my relationships based on this knowledge that I have around what my strengths are in each phase of my cycle. Then we can talk about, you know, is that something that I really need? And so on the big picture, I believe that every woman who has a period can benefit from knowing about cycle syncing because this is just giving you basic body literacy that is going to help you support your current and long-term hormonal health. It also gives you so much information that you can use going into any conversation with a medical professional about because you just have this really good foundation and understanding of what is normal and what also is your normal and how that might be deviating and ways to talk about that and ways to provide data to show when things are off or things aren't you know as optimal as they could be. I also think that this is so important on a societal level What knowledge do we need to be able to ask for the support that we need? 
And I think about, you know, the debates going on and the discussions happening around menstrual leave, both in some corporations as well as in Spain, as they talk about legislation around paid menstrual leave. And I think it's critical to that discussion to understand what kind of support we actually need. But it's hard to ask for that if we don't know what that is. And so there's just this baseline level of education that I think everyone can benefit from. That doesn't necessarily mean that cycle syncing as a lifestyle is the best fit for you or that you're in a place where you're like ready to restructure your life around this concept. When I designed this course, I was thinking about some very specific women that this can help. The first is if you are struggling with your periods, if you find that your period is derailing your progress with your diet and exercise regimen, and maybe every diet and exercise regimen you've ever tried to start in the past, and you find yourself in this pattern of constantly having to restart every single month. It can also be that you're struggling with PMS symptoms or PMDD and these like extreme things that are no longer just affecting you and your experience, but you're seeing that spread to your work performance, to your relationships, and you know that something has to change for your quality of life. This course is also going to be really helpful if you're someone who has recently come off of birth control, hormonal birth control, or are thinking about that and are just trying to figure out how to work with your cycle now, trying to figure out what your cycle is in this post-hormonal birth control version. And the last specific example that I want to call out of someone who this can help are those who have been following hormone balance accounts on Instagram, whether nutritionists or doctors or therapists or different people who are talking about you know, female bodies and female wellness, and you've been maybe observing this cycle sinking trend, but you're just like, I don't know if this is the right fit for me, and I really have no idea how to get started. And this course is really designed to answer those questions. The course is going to focus on education around what are the four phases of your cycle, what are the strengths of each of these phases, and what does your body specifically need during those phases in terms of the food that you're providing and the movement that you're engaging in, as well as the type of work that's just going to be that flow state for you, depending on the phase you're in and how to, you know, troubleshoot, like when things aren't aligned, how do you um, account for that? How do you make that work for you? How do you avoid burnout? And then how do you really engage authentically and connect in your relationships during every single phase of your cycle and not just the ones that seem like, oh, you're the highest energy and the most optimistic. So now this is the version that you're supposed to be all the time. It's trying to figure out how do you show up authentically and connect in each strength that those phases bring. Today, I want to start out by talking about like what even is our cycle. What we've been taught is that our menstrual cycle is our period and that everything is building up to that, that the period is the main event. But what's really happening in our cycle is that it is made up of four different distinct phases that are centered around ovulation as the main event. And these different phases are characterized by how our hormones are shifting and changing across the 28-ish days that your cycle is and how they relate to one another. So with the follicular phase, which is the week after your period, this is when estrogen is on the rise. And then this leads into the ovulatory phase where estrogen and testosterone peak to prime your body for ovulation. And then in luteal phase, we see estrogen drop and we should see progesterone rise. This is, however, when we see lots of problems with PMS and cravings and issues like this when either 
progesterone is not high enough or the relationship between estrogen and progesterone is off where estrogen is not dropping off as much as it should and that's where you get things like estrogen dominance. In the menstrual phase, this is when estrogen and progesterone are at their lowest point and when we need other tools to come in and help support our bodies and support our moods in ways that our hormones are no longer really helping us out. But the issue here is that, you know, we're not taught about these changes and we're definitely not taught that these shifts in hormones change and influence so much about what we do. So it changes your appetite across the month. It changes your performance in the gym. It changes your performance at work in terms of where your mental energy and your mental focus is and the types of tasks that feel so tedious one day but might feel just like perfect and in a state of flow another day. And it also influences the way that we interact and communicate with those close to us, whether it's a partner, a friend, a roommate, family. By not acknowledging these changes and these shifts, we miss out on so much. And so what living cyclically really means is taking this knowledge that we're not the same every single day and ditching all the BS that we've been fed for years that you know, we have to eat a restricted number of calories every single day of, of our lives in order to lose weight. Or we need to work out at the same time of day in the same way, at the same level of intensity every single day in order to see the results that we want to see in our body. Or that we need to be the most productive version of ourselves every single day at work and not taking a step back to look at in what areas are we most productive at this time of the month and how can we leverage that to actually get more done and to really feel good doing it? And how can we use this to start having consistent, productive conversations with those who you know are close to us? And so that's really what the Cycles Thinking 101 course is designed to do. It's designed to teach you exactly how to start using your cycle to develop mindful and intuitive eating practices that support your body all month long and support you in gaining the weight that your body may need and releasing excess weight that your body doesn't. It's going to help you learn how to cycle sync and how to plan your workouts around these changes in physical energy and sensitivity to other hormones like cortisol in order to know when to go hard at the gym, when to modify, and when to just take an all-out rest day. It's going to help you to align your work tasks better to that full focus that is the superpower of the different phase that you're in and what to do when those tasks aren't aligned. And then it's also going to help you in understanding how your communication should change and how your focus changes in your close relationships so that you start having more consistent and more productive conversations and you're able to show up and connect authentically every day of the month. My approach is based off of something called the cycle syncing method that was developed by Elisa Vitti, who's the OG of cycle syncing. But what really makes this course different from buying a book or working even with a practitioner is that it's designed from the perspective of a coach. So it's not created to give you a specific protocol with gold standard thresholds that you're supposed to try and implement. So you're not going to see things like you only can eat organic or you can only eat out of glass Tupperware or very specific recommendations because all of those are great. If you're trying to aspire to a fully sustainable lifestyle, like those might be the gold standards that you aspire to, but often those are not accessible places to start. 
So what you will find is a lot of prompts and questions to help you identify your why and identify where you actually want to start. Get clear on the shoulds that you have in your mind and the excuses that come up to these different recommendations because they're not just excuses. They're really the key and the insight into exactly where your body is ready to start, exactly where your body needs support and needs you to partner with it. And along with that, you're also gonna get some really practical suggestions of ways that you can start and how simple and easy that it can be if you let it. If you allow yourself to start small, the goal is ultimately to empower you to know how to interpret the signals that your body is already giving you and to help you learn to validate that inner voice so that you can take aligned action. Today, what I want to talk to you about is the results and how long it's going to take you to see them. So um, recently, I had a uh, reel go viral, and the message of that reel was that there's no amount of pain that's normal. And this really connected with people um, because especially around periods, we've been told for so long that period pain, PMS, uh, premenstrual symptoms, like that we've for your period, that all of these things have become so common that we're at times even explicitly told that it is normal. And even in the wellness space, I think descriptions of what is normal can sometimes be vague. Like I've heard things like, you know, your, your symptoms should be non-disruptive to your life. But I think a lot of times what we think of as non-disruptive is this tension between the expectations that we have on ourselves, the expectations of how highly motivated, how energetic, how on that we expect to be every single day. And we expect that to look the same every single day. So then if that changes even the slightest, even in a normal shift, Sometimes that feels very disruptive to our plans and to our expectations. So today I really want to get into that aspect of like what is normal. And I think to do that, we have to get clear on how we think about pain. I've seen a lot of things going viral lately, and I'm sure you've seen the TikToks and the reels and the memes about period pain being compared to heart attacks. And I think this is a useful comparison in, in drawing up just this understanding of the type of suffering that women have been experiencing and being told to brush off as if it's nothing or to push past it. But in terms of healing and understanding what we can feel, what is possible for our bodies, comparing it to that to a heart attack, I don't think helps us that much. I think we really have to look at what does pain look like in the course of a normal biological process. And so I want to give you a couple examples of that. Um, that I think are just really helpful to understand what we should expect from our bodies when it comes to ovulation, when it comes to menstruation, and this normal reproductive process that our bodies go through month after month. And so those examples are hunger and sleep. So if you think about over the course of a normal day, when you experience hunger, that first comes up in sort of just a thought, really, a signal from your body, like, hey, I could eat. Um, with sleep, it might be like, mm, a nap would be great today if I could get it. But then that pressure might build where you're then like, okay, I need to find food. I need to, you know, whether I'm ordering in or preparing food, I need to actually make a plan to eat. Or with sleep, it might be that sense that you feel at nighttime where you're like, man, I'm struggling to keep my eyes open. But then if you ignore those signals that your body's giving you just over the course of the day to like let you know what your body needs, those can turn into real physical pain, right? You can have severe stomach cramps if you don't eat for very extended periods of time. 
with sleep, especially if you've, if you've had a kid, you definitely have experienced this with that newborn phase, but sometimes it can feel like physically painful to be awake. Um, and sleep deprivation is something that's used to torture humans because our body has this essential need for sleep. And when we ignore those signals, they become very loud to get us what we need. We need to start thinking about period symptoms in the same way. They should be subtle signals of like, maybe, you know, you're pushing a little bit hard today. Maybe you need to slow your pace. Uh, but when we ignore those signals and we have been ignoring those signals for years since our first period, those signals get very, very loud. And that's when we have, you know, days of extreme menstrual cramps where we have to take pain medication where, you know, even that is like, this is just taking the edge off and not actually, you know, getting me to feeling good. I'm just, you know, making it through the day and cravings that are just so extreme. How do you avoid the chocolate or the salty snacks, the sweet snacks, because it's reached this place where the need that your body has for support has become such an extreme deficit. And understanding that all of these phases are connected. So, you know, if we're not supporting each phase and giving our body the fuel and the movement that it needs, it spreads. So it may not just be your period. You may see these premenstrual cramps, right? You might see fatigue that extends beyond your period into what should be your more energetic time of the month and follicular phase, but that lack of support starts to spread. And that's where we get, you know, this chronic fatigue and chronic burnout, because again, that deficit is so large. Another really important comparison that needs to be made between like the hunger and sleep examples and periods is that everyone has a different threshold, right? There are people who have faster metabolisms and they need to eat more. They need to eat more often. And then when you think about sleep, there's some people who function perfectly well and all they really need are five hours of sleep. And then there's others who are like, if I don't get a solid eight to nine hours of sleep every night, like I am not a human, right? Like I, I'm drinking all the coffee to just keep myself going. And that is 100% normal for people to be at different places on the spectrum. And it's the same with periods and our, our sensitivity to the signals that our body is giving. And so it's really learning like how to identify what those signals are for you and what those thresholds are for you. And the thing is, once you start giving your body the support it, it needs and it's asking for those signals that have become so loud and so disruptive to normal day-to-day -day life, start to quiet. And it can be a more subtle nudge of like, hey, let's slow, slow it down a bit, you know, instead of being like, I need to lay in bed for the entire day because I'm so depleted. And so it's learning how to be patient with yourself as you heal there. You may require initial rest. That's a little bit more. That's a little bit more intense to see these results, to see pain-free periods, to see that you're, you know, you're not bloating, the acne isn't showing up, the fatigue isn't showing up the same way. But once you get that, that deficit filled, you're then able to lean into what is this maintenance level of support that my body needs so that I can show up for my favorite workout so that I can show up at all the social events that I want to without feeling like this is coming in direct opposition to what my physical needs are at this time of the month or another. With that process, you know, you'll also see differences in women and how soon that they feel these differences. So some women, it might be one month and they're already noticing a difference in their body. And other people, it might take much longer because it's been years and years of getting them to this place where their hormones are out of balance. 
Um, so it takes time to also reverse that. Um, but on average, most people see these changes within three months. And so I want to wrap up with this idea that the goal is not to try to feel nothing ever. Because the reality is you're going to go through different seasons of life that are higher stress, that are harder to support yourself, are harder to meet all of your needs. Right now, I have three young kids, four and under, so it's a constant negotiation of what their needs are and what my responsibility as a mom to like be there and to take care of them and fulfill their basic needs as well as you know meeting my own. And so that makes this a little bit more challenging than if it were just me taking care of myself. But it's learning how to negotiate that and to be more sensitive to those signals early on so that they don't become so loud, so they don't become so disruptive. And the more that you can partner with your body in these small steps to get you started, the easier it will be to make those bigger lifestyle changes that you may initially feel resistant to. Honestly, I'm so excited about this course because I believe that it doesn't only get you the one-on-one, the how to get started initially, but it's a course that you can come back to again and again as your life shifts, as you start to implement different lifestyle changes, and whenever you're ready to implement something new to take your health journey to the next level, to take cycle syncing to the next level, this is a course that you can return to, to return to your why, to return to how to take that next step, how to get going, how to make it sustainable, and how to see the results grow and grow. So if this is something that's calling to you, definitely go to the show notes. There's a link where you can join the course. The cart closes tomorrow, and this will probably be the only time I offer this course as a standalone course outside of a coaching package, and I don't want you to miss out. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more great episodes like this one, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, or wherever you listen. And be sure to share with someone who could also benefit from this information. And if you want to learn more about how I can help you stop normalizing your symptoms and start optimizing your experience, head to BriannaVegas.com or find me on Instagram at Coaching.